a musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Guess who this is? You guessed that right. Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this in every episode. And uh, busy week in Nashville. We have the CMA Awards this week, Country Music Awards. And uh, so that's like, you know, one of the biggest nights of the year here in Nashville, especially for the country world. So we'll be there. So maybe we'll have some nuggets there starting maybe Wednesday, maybe Tuesday with the press conference. But today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a doozy. One of the most talented new residents in Nashville. His name is Max Frost. His voice and his tunes you probably recognize from a few different contexts. Max has, uh, he grabbed his guitar at the age of eight and never put it down. And he's had, he got his first taste of virality with singles White Lies and Adderall. But it was um, the standout Good Morning, the song Good Morning that you may have heard in a bunch of places, including Pepsi, ESPN, CBS, Shameless, Grace Anatomy, American Idol, all sorts of places. It's a great song. Um, what else can I say? He's, he's an incredible producer, extremely talented. He's charming. Everybody loves him. He's shared the stage with Gary Clark Jr., Fits and the Tantrums, Panic at the Disco, 21 Pilots, and on and on and on. And uh, he's, he's just a superstar, and we're so thrilled he's in Nashville. He's extremely down-to-earth, just a cool, cool, cool guy. He came from uh, L.A., originally via Austin. And also, he's wonderful at TikTok. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow Max Frost on TikTok. So he's preparing to release his newest EP, Shelby Avenue Part 1, which comes out in February. And you guys are going to love it. So we're so thrilled that Max is here. And guess what? We may have a surprise for you. May or may not be playing Flip the Tune with Max Frost this time. So tune in for that. So let's get on with it. J-Rod Concerts, a podcast featuring Max Frost. Matthew Alexander Max Frost. What's going on? Look at you. How are you doing? Look at that beautiful room you got there. I love the way you say that name with your accent like that. It's like this crisp, like we're about to, yeah, that was great. Well, you know, like we were about to duel or something. We just call it as we see it. But, you know, yeah, and, and the room you're in, it looks like a production slash duel room as well. So beautiful room. Yeah. That is what it is. This is this is music making room. I love it. I love it, Max. You know, I was listening to Erica Badu over the weekend, Max. Yeah. On and on came on, and I ended up on this rabbit hole of her music, but She's someone that really inspired you to some point, right, Max? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that, yeah. Because Erica Badu, well, first of all, I think the way that I sort of like secretly learned to sing in my car just singing her songs because the way that she controls her vibrato, mm. you can learn her music driving in your car, and if you can sing harmony to Erica Badu and match her pitch shift when she does her slow vibrato. Right. Gives you that trains something different in you to learn to do that. Like, in fact, I think it was a good friend of mine, a singer, Sasha Ortiz, who was in the first band I was ever in, in like high school, who told me to do that. 
She's like, you should just learn to sing harmony to these songs and then you could sing. Okay, like a hack. Yeah, because it's very, it's the way that Erica Badu doesn't vibrato. Everyone else's vibrato was like, oh, but hers is like, right. This like slow thing that to get that control and, and just, and also the music's just amazing. I mean, she's one of the most special artists that we ever got, I think. And she's like you, Max, you know, like, I mean, you, you, you got the groove going, you do, you know, and it's a sexy groove and she's got the sexy groove. So, you know, she's on another level, man. Erica, I've never met Erica Badu. I would be legitimately, there are a few people in this world that I think it's not about fame. It's about their brain. It's not starstruck. I'd be brainstruck, like brainstruck, that brain. Right. He's one of the short list of people where I would just be like, I don't know what to say right mm. now. That's Max. See, that's why. You give us a different perspective. That's why we love it, Max. But let me ask you this, Max. When we were researching kind of like, you know, for this interview, I'm preparing to talk to you. I couldn't believe, you know, in 30 years of your life, Max, how much you've lived. It was, it's almost like I was talking to like, when I prepare for like a legacy act, like a Hall of Famers in their 70s or their 80s. It's fascinating how interesting and full your life has been. Do you ever stop and think of that sometimes? Yeah, sometimes... I, yeah, I feel like I've, you know, I just got started early. And what's funny is most of it, and I'm sure the same is true for your life, most of the crazy things that happen are really not even documented or there's no proof that they're true. <laughs> right. But they happen and they're just in your head and all of a sudden something will remind you of that. Well, especially now, I mean, I'm 31 now and I'm, I have moments where I'm like, oh yeah, that happened the other day. And I'm like, oh no, wait, that was seven years ago. Oh my God, totally. I can't imagine as I get older starting to think back on stuff where I'm like and now I've also lived into you know sort of like the third age of, of the music business since I was around you know like I, I got into the business when it was iTunes and there was not really Spotify and Instagram was still a place where you'd post a super filtered picture of your food that night and then it mm. became this other thing and it became Spotify and that was a whole era. And now we're like in the, I don't know what to call this, uh, surreal postmodern TikTok era of right. art and music business, but we're now in a totally different world for sure. And I am so glad that you brought that up, Max, because when I think about like your longevity in the industry, you know, you've always been able to jump from the music taste to what works, what doesn't. And you've always been able to stay relevant. I'll give you an example. Right now, you you are like a shining example, I think, of how a musician should work TikTok. Like you just know, you go to a bowling alley to to, to show how you make music videos. You uh, you show like, you know, getting ready to go to like, you know, Kelly and Regis or whatever, and, and you get wet in the bathroom. It's like you really, you just, you stay nimble on top of trends. Where did this come from? Did it come from your family in Austin, Max? Like just kind of like knowing like to flow like the water. It's funny, I never thought about this until you just asked me that in that way. That uh, So my mom actually did own a production company when I was a kid. It was called Granite House. And she mm-hmm. was, you know, they were making some stuff for like HGTV. Like they made us uh, one of the seasons of Dream House. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh my God. I was definitely around a lot of like, my mom literally in the backyard, there was a little room where there was people in there editing and stuff and making. I never really thought about this. This is so strange. But yeah, I guess I was kind of exposed to that early on. Um, but I didn't come around to actually learning Premiere Pro myself until 2020 when I had nothing but time on my hands mm-hmm. and and a pandemic and a new platform that 
to me, it's been exciting. I, I, I wasn't very good at the, it's just pictures age of Instagram. I suck. Sure. I didn't know what to do. What do I stand in front of a wall? I <laughs> would just go stand in front of a wall in an outfit that I liked. And that was pretty much my habit. But now that there's actually a more, you know, three-dimensional space where you can make entertainment for people, you know, that's been a blast for me because I like to make videos. I love movies. I like TV. You know, that's, yeah. to me, is more fun. And you there, you have so many different ways you can come at it because it used to be like, post a picture and pretend like you don't care and make the caption something like you really just didn't even think about it and you're just so cool and you just put it up and what out. I was bad at that because I do care and I'm not that cool and I'm trying to find a way to, I want something to be funny to me and entertaining to me that I hope is entertaining to other people. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I guess it just came from like, I don't know. To me, it's a blast that we get to do that now. I'm glad it, I'm glad it did video. I mean, it had to go there, right? Yeah. And I'm curious, uh, I don't know where it goes from here, but even, yeah. as, even as we're having this conversation, it's like re-inspiring me. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to just start making like little short films and putting them up on TikTok or something. You know, like I need to just kind of do, you know, what's the craziest out there thing? Have you seen this guy... Uh, the Baron, the something Baron, the 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 writer on TikTok who he lives in Austin now. Have you seen this guy? No, I haven't. Oh my god, this guy's incredible. Really, he uh, his name is. Let me look him up. Baron. Baron Ryan. Baron Ryan. Okay. He has almost three million followers in this thing. This guy is like our Woody Allen. This guy is a genius. <laughs> I'll check him out for sure. He's a genius. You have to go. His writing is incredible. And the way he shoots, he's literally making short films, but they're like so deep and psychological and, and philosophical. It's like he's a he's a genius. But yeah. Yeah. But but that, but, but what you're saying makes total sense uh, there, Max, because I, I mean, just listening to Shelby Avenue, part one, by the way, which comes out in February, had a chance to preview it. It is like everything you've painted, your music videos from the past and this new EP, it's like a cinematic experience. It's almost like, I don't even know if you realized it, but it, it, it's not just like a sonic experience. You almost like take us into these great worlds. You have like, it's it's great. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I hadn't really, it's funny, in a good way, the way things are happening right now, I'm not, It's it's happening quick enough, like the music's being made and then being put out fast enough where I don't really have time to, I'm not really processing it that much anymore. In a good, and I think that's good because yeah. I didn't love making music and then waiting years for it to come out because, but right. I, you know, now it's literally like the song I'm putting out this Friday I made months ago. Wow. It's actually a more, it feels more fresh to me like that. Sure. You know, that's, that's a testament to the technology and the way things are moving in the, in the business being a benefit to artists who make their stuff because yeah, you can have a, I don't know, it feels like a more direct conversation. Like I can make something and put it out and this is the update on my life right now instead of, yeah, here's the update on where my life was at two years ago when I made this and now that we're through the process of being ready to put it out, here it is. It's like, no, here it is. Here's where I'm at. Totally. Well, the, the, there's a directness on the timing of that. Totally. But, yeah. yeah. I like, the, like this music. And By I, the way, Max, you know, no, no, you're right. I mean, you do, you, you do it, you do such a killer job with it, man, but... Uh, you know, you, you recently moved to Nashville and, and you're, you're from Austin and you live in LA also. So if anybody knows musical cities, it's, uh, it's Max Frost. How's the, how's the move to, to Nashville been? How are you, like, are you, are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. I needed to, I needed to go somewhere else. Man. I, I needed to, this is just, 
This is a small town. There's good people here. I feel like I have community for the first time in a long time. Yeah. LA was kind of a Siberia for me for a long list of reasons, you know, but I liked, I, I, I liked the weather there. You know, it's a, it's a great place. I have some great friends there, but it was just, I felt kind of isolated there in a strange way, just culturally. It was a little too, you know, it just was, it wasn't it. And I never wanted to live there. I really never wanted to live right. there. Right. But it was, Nashville is just amazing. I mean, I think that this is like, it reminds me of Austin back when I was like in high school. It reminds me of Austin like, sure decades a decade ago yeah feels like an exciting place it's an up-and-coming place it has seasons i'm looking out my window right now and there's fall leaves that does i did in los angeles they aren't right so it's it's been amazing and yeah musically and creatively it's just been like by myself feeling at home here i i, I feel closer to whatever the whatever the origin source is for me creatively like i just feel more relaxed and yeah so to be honest and, and just make make the stuff that i like instead of you know but i'm with you uh, i'm with you i think you know there's there's a sense of like you know rising water lifts old boats here a little bit amongst artists you know there's like a friendly competition so i'm with you there max max i gotta i can ask you a little bit about good morning if you if you will indulge me for a second because that song I mean, when it it exploded, I mean, obviously it was in Grey's Anatomy, it was in Shameless, it was on ESPN commercials, Pepsi commercials, the whole nine yards, man. You couldn't escape the song. I mean, it was an instant classic, Max. Were you, when this happened, were you almost taken aback at like how much it just kind of like went everywhere in pop culture? Yeah, because I'll be honest with you, I really did not even want to finish working on that song. I did not. For whatever reason, I don't know what anything is when I make read Like I had no. We started that. So this is a good friend of mine named Augie Ray, who I was working all the time. I would drive out to his studio in Chatsworth, and we would just throw ideas at the wall all the time. And he starts making this beat, and I literally remember saying to him, "Yeah, that's cool, man, but yeah, th this isn't something that I could do anything on." It just. Wow. Honestly, it felt like too much of like a hip hop record. I'm like, I what am I gonna do on this? I can't even. <laughs> I mean, he pushed me. He pushed me. He's like, no, just just do just try it, just try. And so I get in a booth and I just kind of start, you know, making up a song. And I thought, this is really bad. This is a really bad song. We should not listen to this. Wow, that goes to show you about it. He's like, no, man. He's like, no. He's like, that's really good. Well, double this and but he he was pushing me, pushing me to to keep going. And even after we kind of had a little demo of it, he pushed me. So at the time, uh, Fitz from Fitz and the Tantrums was my A&R guy mm. for the record, which that's a whole other long story, right? But he was a, he is a good friend of mine. And he basically had ended up being the sort of my go-between with the label, which is actually a very rare situation, but kind of a, a way that it probably should be more often, I think. More artists should be involved in other artists' projects, I think, on labels. I think that's a good idea. But sure. in this case... I didn't even want to play it for him. I didn't even want to play it for him because the thing Fitz, the, the thing Fitz had been saying to me all the time was, "You have to stop doing all this blues. You're doing too much blues stuff all the time." And I knew that that song was blues. I mean, it was literally like, that's like a blues rip, right? You know? And I didn't even want to play it for him. And Augie kept being like, "Dude, I'm telling you, he's gonna love." I'm like, Augie, he's gonna hate this. I'm not gonna play him this song. We're at his house. 
we're listening to some stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's another thing I did with Augie. You should check it out. And I'm expecting him to turn to me and be like, yeah. Yeah, like I said, no more blues. Yeah, like what what, what, what else you got? What else you got? Right. But really as a testament to Fitz's perspective and, and awareness and intelligence on music, which is why he's been so successful, I play it for him and he's like, play that again. And I play it again and he turns to me and he starts being like, he's like, I don't know if this is a hit or not, but this is going to be in everything he's like you're gonna this song is a sink and i'm like like, serious i'm like no it's not this is you know i i just didn't know what it was so yeah it was a shock to me it was a shock to me that he even liked it it was a shock to me that the label liked it it was a yeah every time i you know at this point i'm kind of used to hearing it and stuff where yeah hey i I get it now for some i don't know how i missed that you know that's crazy it's like so max in other words when you when you start a new project and you try, you're obviously trying to make songs that resonate with people, you know. You can't just say, like, okay, like, you know, Good Morning or White Lies or Adderall. Like, this song's at this element. I'm going to kind of, like, copy that. It, it is a little bit just, like, destiny, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. And, and it's really, you have to accept, I have to accept and remind myself, and I actively am right now, that I have no clue. I have no clue what's good and what's bad. Whatever I probably think is the best thing I've made, is probably the worst thing I've made. And the thing that I don't want to play for you that I think is terrible is probably actually the thing that's going to, you know, that's generally seems to be the case that the, the stuff that I'm like, no, that's not a good idea is the right idea. I mean, it reminds me of this clip I saw of David Bowie talking about that wherever an artist is comfortable is probably not their stuff. It's when they're just past mm. what if I put their feet on the ground in the water, they're just in over their head and they're yeah. like, well, and it's hard to find that place again and again, you know. I, that's kind of the constant journey of it. I mean, you say destiny, but in a way, it's almost like you have to push yourself into some kind of really uncomfortable place, emotionally or creatively, to find that stuff. And that's kind of the strange pursuit of 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 where I'm at now. I think I've got a song on this project that's that. Yeah, I think you have several. I think that song, Ghost, is that one because... I really was not comfortable making that song. And I really put that song on a list of songs purely as I wanted to have more songs in the list. Did not expect anyone to respond or say, you should put this out. And everybody was has been very into it. So that song's not out yet, but we'll see. I, that's the one I think, that's the one that gives me that feeling of like, I'm not comfortable with this. You know what I mean? Like I'm embarrassed of Sure. Just that nice little zone of uncomfortness where you grow. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's hard to even call it nice. It's just uncomfortable. I love it. You know, I love it, Max. Well, listen, you got a lot to do, and I, and I do want to play a little game before before I let you go. But let me ask you really quickly about this um experience you had. I know your older brother's a firefighter in Austin, uh, and you cooked chicken arm and like season. You had this incredible like cooking experience for like a whole lot of firefighters. What was the occasion? Like, are you a good cook? Because, like, it looked amazing. You you, you cooked for, like, a battalion of firefighters here in Texas. Uh, that It was an occasion that I happened to be in town. It was ACL weekend. I wasn't going to go to the festival. I was with a friend of mine, and I just love going over there and doing that. You know, anytime I get the chance to go hang out at that station and be with my brother and be with those guys, that's just a, that's a special place, man. It's just yeah. a very, that Those guys are living in a, you know, 
on, on the on the edge of harsh realities we don't want to even think about. And they're sure. but for it, they're just the most real salt of the earth people. And I just love spending time there. And so yeah, my and also my brother's a terrible cook. He's a lazy cook. He doesn't want to, you know, and so they're always upset when it's his turn. So I'm always like, hey, when it's Mark's turn, I'll come and do it instead, you know. And so it's it's always a pleasure. But it's also that's a lot of man, that's I've only that was actually the best I'd done at it as far as just not being overwhelmed. And luckily my sister and a few people turned up to help out. But when I showed up with those groceries, it was five o'clock and I was like, I am not gonna have this done in time. But this will not because <laughs> it's just for a bunch of hungry firefighters. You're a one man catering team at that point. You also because if you're smart, you don't make something that involved. You know, you go buy pre-made chicken parmesan and you heat it up in the oven you don't sit there and like fly from the chicken and do all that but you know I, I dug myself into a ditch and luckily they were there to help and get me out because i needed a, i needed hands on deck you know amazing max it was a well game. man loved having you let me take you out with this we have a little game on our show we don't bring it out we only bring it up for special occasions it's called flip the tune the way it works is we play three of your songs 10 second clips 10 second clips three of them in reverse in reverse and we, you know, the, we just want to know how well do you know your songs? If we played it in reverse. That's a brilliant game. Okay. I have no idea how, what kind of success I'll have. All right. So, so let's, let's finish off with, with this song. It's a very popular game. People are going to be excited to hear your stuff in this. So let's go with the first one, Max. All right. So flip the tune with Max Frost. And away we go. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Max? That was good morning, but it's so strange to hear it. That really was, and that wasn't, that wasn't changed. <laughs> nope. That was just in reverse. As is. As is. Oh, man, that sounded crazy. It sounded like I was whispering a curse. All right. All right. Let's go with the second one. But so far, great start, Max. And away we go. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I do not know what song that was. That is Sing in the Morning. Uh, yeah. Wow. Does that make sense? Oh, I guess. But yeah, when you hear it reverse, it literally sounds like a completely song. Well, Max, uh, a lot of pressure here. Game seven, one, one. You know, you, you can't go under 500 here for the last one. All right. All right. Here we go, Max, for the winning score. And away we go. <laughs> What? I have no <laughs> That is Sig in the morning. Oh, it's the same Because the first one I was like, okay, there was just a little sound like the choir and I was like, okay, that that's Sig in the morning. But the other one, you could get, I, I would tell you that's not my song. Well, if it makes you feel better, uh, that seems to be par for the course. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, people don't get it. So yeah, that's, that's a really fun game. I'll be aware. <laughs> Look, that's a good idea. Absolutely. Well, Max Frost, listen, you've said it all for today. It's been a pleasure. So glad you're in Nashville bringing your light, your art, 
and uh, so thrilled uh, for the success that you have ahead of you. Dude, thank you so much for having me, sir. Absolutely. Take care, Max. Thank you. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.